Hello and welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast chronicling the years 1990 through to and including 1999. We're your hosts, my name is Chris Alphick. And I'm Connor Thompson. This week we bring you July 29th through August 4th in the wonderful year of 1995. We're like right halfway through the 90s in this one. And let's just jump in with July 29th, how about it? July 29th. President Clinton's Democrats and the Republicans marked the 30th anniversary of Medicare by accusing one another of putting the program's future at risk. Sounds like fun. It's always nice to celebrate. It is. That is a that is a partisan celebration if I've ever heard one. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, we also have a story on this date titled, Bush Sinks in Peat Bog and Nearly Drowns. Former President George Bush nearly drowned earlier this month when he fell into a peat bog during a fishing trip in Canada, a spokesman for Bush said. We almost got him. Almost. Spokesman Jim McGrath said Bush was taking a walk through the woods in Newfoundland when he sank up, up to his armpits in the bog. He was freed by Secret Service and Royal Canadian Mounted Police officers who struggled for several minutes before they were able to pull him out. I like to see this as two nations coming together for the greater good. Or at least the greater okay. Probably the greater okay. I mean, it was, it was, Bush was okay. Like, I certainly wouldn't want him to, like, drown in a bog. That's a pretty shitty way to go. Yeah, like, he, he may not have been the world's greatest president, but, like, he's a human being. True. <laughs> he is a human being. All right, enough about that. Uh, shall we move on to July 30th? On July 30th, court takes girl from parents, orders chemotherapy in Austria. A six-year-old has a nine-pound tumor. Her mother and father rejected treatment on the advice of an ex-doctor who says cancer is a state of mind. <laughs> yeah. In a case that has gripped Europe, an Austrian court has ordered that a six-year-old girl with a cancerous tumor be given chemotherapy treatment despite her parents' objections. I, it was kind of hard to find more information on this because I kind of wanted to know what happened. But as far as I can tell, once she was actually, you know, properly treated, she recovered and is still alive to this day wow because treatment and stuff apparently like her parents are still like followers of this ex-doctor dude who just preaches this you know like new age medicine cancer is a state of mind kind of stuff here's the thing if your doctor has followers he may not actually be a doctor that is terrifying yeah all right july 31st the walt disney company announces that it will purchase abc and espn the deal is finalized in january of 96 making disney the world's largest media company also on this date we found a story titled software hype and hopes it is not a lunar landing or the cure for disease it is simply an improved version of a computer's operating system like a more efficient transmission for a car. They're really selling this right off the bat. Oh, car analogies. But 100 million personal computers use the Microsoft Corporation software and on August 24th, when Microsoft begins selling a new version of Windows, a multi-billion dollar economy will be set in motion. They, uh, yeah, they kind of hit the nail on the head with that one. Yeah. It's, it's true. Windows 95 was huge and this was oh, like yeah. pre, uh, pre-Jennifer pre Aniston and uh, Matthew Perry with their videos on windows 95 oh good stuff i love i love the car i love the car analogies when i worked for a call center that was just one of the things that they said like always just use car analogies for some reason people just get it and i think it's true i should inform the podcast listeners we're recording separately this week i'm at talia's parents cottage with her because they're away for the weekend so we thought we'd come up and take advantage and i'm in my room so i found this package of matches export a matches neither of her parents smoke but 
I was looking at the other side of it and there's a kayaker on it and it says, go your own way, wild water kayak race. So I open it up okay. and it says, Burley Falls, August 17th. 1997. This is from an extreme sports series nice. in the mid to late 90s. Just on the table. That's a that's a pretty good find. Is it just me or our matchbook? Were matchbooks a 90s thing? Because like I don't see them as much anymore. Yeah. Or especially like promotional ones like that. Uh, like I, I remember seeing things like you know with branded brands of cigarette like exports or or stuff like. Not so much a thing anymore. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to look into this more and uh, report back on 90s matchbooks. All right then. Well. Diving back into the 1st of August. In a second TV network takeover in as many days, Westinghouse Electric Corporation struck a deal to buy CBS for $5.4 billion. Really, that's... I feel like they'd be worth more. Well, this is also the mid-90s, right? Yeah, I guess so. Adjusted for inflation, that's probably still quite a bit of money. A fuckload of money. Yep, a... uh, That's the... That's the right term, fuckload. Also today, a glitch in teller machines at Chemical. As many as 60,000 people who tried to get cash from Chemical Bank's ATMs in the New York area at lunchtime yesterday were left empty-handed because of a computer glitch. The machines refused to give cash to 50 to 75% of the people trying to withdraw cash during a two-hour period. Good job, Chemical Bank. I also didn't know Chemical Bank was a real thing. No, I didn't. Uh, when I first looked at the title, it was like Chemical Yeah, bank. no, it's Chemical Bank, which I think, wasn't that the bank that Jerry Seinfeld's grandmother was affiliated with in Seinfeld? Maybe. I think that's why I assumed it wasn't a real bank. Chemical Bank mm. just doesn't seem like a real name. It seems like a bank. It'd be like, all right, I'm going to withdraw uh, $100 and shoot me up with heroin. Yeah, weird. All right, moving on. August 2nd. Police say two teen girls killed man had party. This is from White Cloud, Michigan. Two teenage girls together pulled the trigger of a rifle and killed an elderly man, then threw a party in his mobile home and showed the corpse to friends, the sheriff said. None of the partygoers contacted police until after the body was found by relatives two days later. This is real life weekend at Bernie's, but fucked this up. This is not the version... This is not the version I want to see. Agreed. Yeah, um, what the fuck? I don't know, let's just move on. That's fine. Yeah, August 3rd, more company news. Chipcom prepares defense against Cabletron. The Chipcom Corporation said yesterday that its directors had adopted a shareholder rights plan to fend off a possible hostile takeover by Cabletron Systems Incorporated. I'm gonna level with everybody. I don't actually care about this article. I just wanted to list these company names because they're really kind of 90s sounding. They sound like they're made up from a 90s anime. Yeah, they really do. Like that would be in like Metabots or something. Like we've got the Chipcom Corporation. Uh, defending against their hostile takeover from <laughs> Cabletron or just like shitty Transformers. These could be yeah. rip-off Transformers. Yes. Cabletron. <laughs> Change and eyes. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. Let's close out the week. August 4th. A U.S. judge ruled that Oregon's assisted suicide law approved by the voters last November is unconstitutional. The law would have allowed doctors to prescribe legal doses of drugs for dying patients. In further depressing news, it was also announced on this date that 1% of Americans now own 40% of the nation's wealth. Yeah, that number will get better. Um, yeah. Jesus. 
Also, speaking of the 1%, Texas oil tycoon J. Howard Marshall II died on this date. In 1994, Marshall had married Playboy playmate Anna Nicole Smith, then age 26. In 2002, a federal judge ruled that the dying 90-year-old truly loved his 26-year-old wife and awarded her $88 million in a court fight with Marshall's son. In 2004, an appeals court reversed that judgment, and in 2010, a federal appeals court recognized a 2001 jury verdict in Texas that determined an irrevocable trust and will be leaving $1.6 billion to Pierce Marshall was valid. Interesting. So that was the beginning of the whole Anna Nicole Smith debacle. Yeah, that is very interesting. Now, on a completely separate note, do you remember the name of that one Kanye West single from 2005? Mm, no. Okay. Never mind. No, I definitely do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I'm worried we ain't saying she's a gold digger. No, we're not. We're not. We've got oh, nothing man. for the week overall, so how about we just jump right into movies and music? <laughs> All right. <laughs> In the box office. What is At number oh, one. God. Yeah. Waterworld. Yeah. Um. Wow. Oh, God. What a garbage movie. It made $21 million this week. Total, uh, that, that's interesting. I've never actually watched Waterworld, but I don't think I need to. Whoa, Jack Black's got a small part in Waterworld. Oh, nice. That might actually make it worth watching. Worldwide, it made $264 million. That's a lot for, for the 90s. Holy fuck. Number two, we have The Net. The At number net. three, nice. number three is where movies start getting good, though. Apollo 13. Great 90s movie. Classic Tom Hanks. I saw it. Uh, it was re-released in the theaters about a year ago, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, Probably to coincide with its 20th anniversary, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I saw it. It was great to see again because I did see it in the theaters in 1995. And it, I, li I liked it a lot then, but it still, I didn't really quite get it because I was seven. But, you know, it was even better to see as an adult. Yeah. Uh, moving down. Down the list, we have Clueless, which we'll talk a little bit about later. Yes. Going down from that, we've got Nine Months closing out the top five. Which one is this? Oh, Hugh Grant, Julianne Moore. Yeah. Nice, nice. Robin Williams is in this movie. Oh, shit. That's Do you true. Know it's my he has a minor role in this. I don't remember ever seeing him. What is what is he in this? How does he have a minor role I don't in know. This? Every time my mom watched it, I found something else to do. Yeah, that sounds about right. 90s Hugh Grant. Yeah, I prefer, I don't know, Hugh Grant for me peaks in Love Actually. All right, let's only talk about the good ones from here on out. We've got Pocahontas, Casper the Friendly Ghost is clinging on here, Batman Forever, if we want to count that as a good one. Indian in the Cupboard? How about that? Okay, Indian in the Cupboard was okay. What about Under Siege 2 Dark Territory? Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah, that's, that's probably, I mean, Under Siege 1 wasn't even that good of yeah. a movie. Oh, at the very bottom of the list, we have Braveheart and Bad Boys just on their way out. Yeah, great 90s stuff. Shall we move on to the music of the week? Uh, okay, no, uh, this one I'm okay with. There's there's some decent stuff yeah. in there. Ooh, at, there is definitely some decent stuff in here. At number one, we have Waterfalls by TLC. That's right. Go, go, Jason Waterfalls. For years, I actually wondered who Jason Waterfalls was. And... Okay, here's one thing with misheard lyrics. I'm bad at hearing lyrics, but when I hear the correct version, usually it corrects itself in my mind. Agreed. This one is still 50-50. Half the time I hear it, it's don't go chasing waterfalls. The other time, it's still go, go Jason waterfalls. So uh, yeah, how about that? Good song though. Uh, moving down the list, we have One More Chance slash Stay With Me by uh, Biggie. We have Don't Take It Personal, Just One of Them Days. Ooh. Uh, nice, nice. I like that song. If it's a song I'm thinking of, I didn't have time Ooh. to listen to these. Number four, Boombastic. 
Shaggy. Oh my god. And rounding out the top five, maybe the best top five we've ever had, Kiss from a Rose, Seal, as part of the Batman Forever soundtrack. It's And it's going, it's on its way up, which is crazy because it. Batman Forever has been in the box office for seven weeks. So America, Canada, North America is just beginning to be kissed from a rose what else have we got on this billboard top 100 moving down the list at number eight we still have the nikki french version of total eclipse of the heart Ooh, 10 blues traveler with run around i'm not familiar with that one Uh, at number 12, again, sticking with Disney's kind of thing of releasing their hit single from their animated feature of the year, we've got Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas done by Vanessa Williams, as opposed to whoever actually voiced Pocahontas, which I don't know. Well, we've already we've already gone pretty in depth on that. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, wow, you too had a had a Batman Forever song. Yeah. Yeah, moving down this list. Uh, it really falls off after that. It really does. Oh my does. God. Number 36. What's at 36? Any Man of Mine slash Whose Bed Have Your Boots Been Under by Shania Ooh. Twain. Whose bed have your boots been under? And whose heart did you see? Yeah. I don't know if that I, I don't yeah. I can't remember that song. Just whose bed have your boots been under? I'm just thinking if you're going for that one night stand and you're some sort of country cowboy, do you put your boots under someone's bed? Also, like boots are pretty they, they go high up. Like my bed has a clearance of about seven inches off the ground. Boots aren't fitting under there. Unless you, like, put them on their side. Well, I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do to hide your boots. I don't know. I'm really thinking of the logistics of this song and digging deeper than anyone needs to. All right, maybe we should just cut it off there. All right, yeah, I'm not seeing anything else really worth mentioning that we haven't possibly covered in a previous episode. So, yeah, that's probably about it. Quick 90s news now note. Third Eye Blind last weekend was a lot of fun. Yes, it was. That was a great time. It was the hottest day of the festival we were at. There was no breeze, but I think it was worth it. It was definitely worth it worth it just for a jumper and semi-charmed life and they put on a pretty good show otherwise as well yeah they they played some stuff from their new album which was actually pretty good didn't see that coming (laughs) yeah i guess while we're still on the topic of music should we just go into the song of the week yes all right this week we've got steal my sunshine by len a very very fitting song for so many reasons one it rained for like the first time in a while today i actually was woken up by thunder at some point which hasn't happened basically all year yeah it's nuts also it's just such a fitting summer song it's i think it's it's getting sunny it's warming up outside this is the perfect kind of windows down i think this is the windows down rolling down the street kind of song that i'd totally listen to and probably get weird looks from people yeah yeah oh uh there is more 90s news now oh yeah i just wanted to (laughs) i just wanted to sort of encapsulate the music so now that we've that makes sense now that we've kind of put the music in that little pokeball let's move move yeah let's move on from music mtv launches classic channel dedicated to 1990s mtv hasn't been about music in a long time so i'm still correcting what i said it's true so mtv plans to rebrand vh1 classic as mtv classic starting on august 1st according to a statement from the company the new channel will focus on an eclectic mix of fan favorite mtv series and music programming drawn from across 
its rich history with a special focus on the 1990s and early 2000s. That's pretty cool. When I read about this, uh, they were talking about Daria, especially being brought back. That's definitely going to be like one of the staples of that. I can see Daria, then I can see some of the, uh, probably some of the early 2000s stuff. Do you think like undergrads and like Mission Hill, Oblongs? The Oblongs, yeah. Yeah, I think those will be brought back. Clone High. That'd be so good. Also, Native American chief David Bald Eagle, who appeared in the Oscar-winning 1990 film Dances with Wolves, has died at age 97. He was the grandson of Chief White Bull, who fought in the Battle of Little Bighorn in 1876. Bald Eagle appeared in more than 40 films. He died at his home on the Cheyenne River Indian Reservation on July 22nd. In further sad, although not nearly as sad news, and not surprising, Japan will make its last ever VCR this month. Funai Electric, the last remaining Japanese company to make the units, has announced that the company will cease production on its VCR units due to declining sales and difficulty acquiring parts. This is really the end of an era. It is. I mean, VCRs will still probably float around for a while. Um, oh, yeah. And people still are interested in them. Uh, someone, I had a customer ask me for VCRs like yesterday. Weird. Yeah. People still like their VHS tapes. Fair enough, though. Mm-hmm. All right, let's dive into our 90s spotlight. Oh, boy. Chain emails. The 1990s were a time when spam email was becoming a thing, but chain emails were definitely king. Forwarded from one group of friends to the next and repeated hundreds of times, these were called chain emails because the list of recipients was bonkers. You actually had to scroll down usually for a minute or two on some of them just to get to the actual content of the message. So many of them had a kind of forwarded from grandma sort of feel and they were hokey cartoons or borderline dad jokes. Oh yeah, it's all coming back. Semi-racism. Semi-racism for sure. Weird inappropriate gifts, you know. But a lot of really interesting stuff developed here in the mid to late 90s. So there were classics like the image that would suddenly change once forwarded to 25 friends or the cartoon that would appear if sent to x number of people chain emails often told of bill gates sharing his fortune a little girl whose cancer treatment would be paid with 10 cents donated for every recipient on the list Uh, but many came with threats of death through one means or another forward this image of jesus or you'll be cursed send this email to 10 recipients or bloody mary will come for you next oh yeah those were those were huge it was yeah it was almost always if it wasn't the forward from grandma kind of thing it was forward this for good for fortune or if you don't forward this it's bad fortune and the really interesting part is that we still see this it hasn't gone away it's just appeared on it's facebook now. yeah it's evolved into facebook things it still probably exists for email i think this was an early time so people were more gullible more willing to just do stuff like this there was also kind of a even even since most people i'm sure didn't believe any of the stuff that was said in it, there was still kind of a, a cuteness to it. It was all new. It kind of was a digitization of actual chain letters, which were a thing probably until the late 90s or early 2000s when people would actually just send chain letters to people. They would take a letter, write something in it. It could be a forward from grandma joke. It could be something threatening life or death and then send it to people and then people would just continue sending it along. And those things I think were kind of neat. This was a, yeah, digital digitization of that which went from kind of being cute neat and different to lame pretty quickly oh yeah the 90s were the wild west of the internet and especially the early 2000s and chain emails were a big part of that i mean i remember at our age many of the warnings were about the love of your life and you had to think of him or her scroll down for a minute then four to ten friends in order for them to be yours forever. I remember that. I I don't remember who I 
was envisioning back then. Oh, uh, probably a good thing that didn't come true. Uh, I'm just willing to bet. <laughs> probably. Yeah, I remember those are the, those are some of the ones I took seriously. I was like, I know this isn't real, but I'm gonna do just it anyway. in case. Yep. Come on, come on. My favorite email that cropped up in the 90s was something called the advanced fee fraud, more commonly known as the Nigerian money scam. This is, of course, where a Nigerian prince emails you saying he's inherited an obscene amount of money that he needs to get out of the country. He'll wire it to you in order to get it out of his account. Then you forward a portion of it back to a separate account of his in order to keep the whole thing private. Sometimes the email just straight up asks for money with the promise of reward later, but the premise is the same, send some money to Nigeria. What's interesting about this scam, aside from that people actually fell for it and continue to people do so. People still do. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is... Hundreds, hundreds of people a year. But the really, really neat part is how the emails have actually evolved over the years. So in the 90s and early 2000s, they were very well written as to instill a sense of sincerity. But as people became aware of the scam, the emails degraded in quality, now being full of typos and sentence fragments. This is to ensure that the email is completely disregarded by anyone with more than four brain cells and to keep the people who would be duped by it interested. So basically scammers have realized that if you're responding sarcastically or if you're responding just to see how it all plays out but you're not going to give them money, they want to keep you clear of that. There is still one definite demographic that still falls for these, and that's old, old people. people. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's what really sucks. Like, if someone is of complete able mind and just decides, oh, I'm going to give this Nigerian prince all my money, you do you, man. But the problem is old people who, one, potentially genuinely think they're helping someone out. Some of the scams are um, trapped somewhere. Some of, them's, some of them come from uh, potential family members. They'll fish for little bits of information sort of try to get the the family members names and then be like oh it's me your granddaughter becky can you wire me like a few hundred dollars i got stranded in the middle of i suppose nigeria yeah it sucks because it does take advantage of gullible people with good hearts and that's that's what the scammers are looking to do right so like i said they degraded the quality of the email to the point where it's full of typos and sentence fragments that way you or i when we see it wouldn't even bother responding because it's just ridiculous so they managed to target only the most gullible fraction of society it's brilliant and i hate it i mean as with most scams and cons they are, there's usually something very clever about them, but it's scum. Yep, that is exactly it. So to close this thing out, I think what I find most interesting when thinking back on chain mail is that it was all new in the 90s. Like when you see this crap come through your inbox now, you probably don't even open it. But there was a point in time where you opened this stuff almost excitedly because it was brand new. It was new. No one had ever seen this. It was new at the time and now it's just the chum of your spam bucket. Pretty much. All right. I think we need to kick this up a notch we need to get this podcast a little more bubbly a little more juicy if you will yeah let's jump into our sponsor segment every week on the podcast we like to imagine that we have a real life sponsor sometimes a couple of we, times do. we do this yes. is not one of those weeks we need to keep ourselves honed we need to sharpen our edge like a forged german steel knife which is not the sponsor of this episode of the podcast the sponsor this week is orbits oh orbits Good stuff. Yeah, so Orbitz was a fruit-flavored drink created by a beverage company called Clearly Canadian. Came out in 97, flamed out in just about a year, partially due to its really weird flavors. We'll, we'll give you a couple. Pineapple, banana, cherry, coconut. 
That is not four flavors. That is one flavor. Raspberry citrus is another. Vanilla orange may be the most reasonable. Raspberry citrus sounds all right. Yeah, so like vanilla orange just sounds like a creamsicle, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe those are off-putting for some people, but the really weird part is that it had these weird floating round gelatinous bits suspended in it, not like stuck at the bottom, but actually suspended in the middle of the drink, and the shape of the bottle gave it a kind of lava lamp sort of vibe to it. Yeah, and I think that may have been one of the reasons that this failed, because a lot of people just weren't down with drinking a lava lamp, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, like I remember the commercials and they actually called it the drink with balls. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, this is a whole thing. So like we said, it wasn't a pop. There was no carbonation. It was just this really weird fruit juice and it died off so quickly that, like I said, came out in 97 and by 1998, a travel company with the same name, Orbitz, bought their web domain. Yeah, the weird thing is, some places you can still find bottles of Orbitz. I remember five years ago in 2011, I was in Toronto. I was waiting to go see a concert. I was waiting in line, and a stand was selling drinks and I assume hot dogs, but there was a bottle of Orbitz on it. That's fucked. That is so fucked like, because I was like... People collect these now. You can, like, people pay like 30 bucks a bottle. I would have absolutely bought one. If I knew I, I wasn't going to get confiscated at the door 10 minutes later, I would have absolutely bought it, not drank it because that'd be disgusting to drink a then what 12 13 year old beverage Ugh. wasn't gonna do that but man i wanted to buy it so bad i think that orbits was a little bit ahead of its time like people drinking drinks with weird shit in it is now definitely a popular thing you've got bubble tea you've got aloe yeah people would be more open to this idea now and i think they mentioned in their wikipedia article a couple years ago they were thinking about bringing it back and given all of the 90s resurgence that we've seen lately with all the TV shows, movies, products, we've got Crystal Pepsi, nowhere apparently because it's all sold out. This could actually work now. Maybe, yeah. Like, I, I think it was 2015 when they were talking about doing like a crowd, yeah, crowdfunding sort of thing for it and then it kind of fell off. So who knows? Maybe, maybe we'll see Orbitz uh, sooner rather than later. I, for one, would love it. And I think that's as good a plug as any for this defunct beverage. Agreed. Before we close this thing out, let's talk a little bit about the giveaway. So over the last two weeks, uh, we asked you guys to send us your best and worst 90s movie quotes. We got a pretty good response. We announced the winner. But let's go, let's quickly cover them. Let's cover the top three. Sure, go for it. All right. So the, we've got a tie for number three in the best quote. Both of them are from Mallrats. When Lord... When the hell do I get to see the goddamn sailboat? Delivered perfectly by Ethan Supley as he is staring at the 3D image for basically the entirety of the movie. I love those pictures. I, can't, I still can't see them. That is me. When the hell do I get to see the goddamn sailboat? I have never seen the sailboat. These just don't work for me. Also tied for number three. What? Like the back of a Volkswagen? Also from Mallrats. I don't even want to explain this joke. If you've seen Mallrats, you know what it means. If not, then you need to see Mallrats. You take number two. This one, this one's for you. Number two, one of my favorite movie quotes of all time. Lieutenant Dan, ice cream. Forrest Gump, lying down on bed, waving an ice cream cone at Lieutenant Dan. 
who takes it and instead plunges it into his bedpan. A total waste of perfectly good ice cream. It is. If Lieutenant Dan is willing to waste ice cream, then he must have really been in a dark place. Maniac. Now moving on to our number one quote. You probably already know this if you're following our Facebook page since we did announce it. We were pretty much unanimous on this one. We ranked them separately and it was near a perfect score. Yep. As if. From Clueless. (laughs) From Clueless. This, I think, really just, I don't know, something about it just worked when i saw it i was like this is a fantastic movie quote two simple words two syllables that just bring you right back to that 90s mindset it just makes you feel like the 90s inside oh yeah and i mean people were saying as if it became such a popular catchphrase and clueless was such an iconic movie i would say maybe one of the defining movies of the 1990s and in true 90s fashion it had that 90s spin-off TV show which maintained some of the main cast but definitely not the star. Yep. So that quote came to us from Don Lyons, so thanks for sending that in, Don. On the worst side of it, I think there was actually only one quote that we put into the worst category. Yeah, but then we uh like the other one sorted the other really, one. Really, everyone sent us best quotes. Let's just read them both. All right. Um I guess this was number 2. Now, I gave this a low ranking because I considered a best quote. <laughs> See? Uh I have a headache. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. <laughs> the whole kindergarten cop exchange between him and that kid. See, I think I think that's the best quote, too. I don't see how that's a worst. Exactly, yeah. So that's probably why that one didn't win, simply because I think it was on the wrong side of things. Agreed. The actual worst quote came from Ryan Lovett. It's the car, right? Chicks love the car. From Batman Forever. Fuck. That's <laughs> a bad movie quote. That's. It's almost so bad it's good. But it's definitely still really bad. So thank you to Ryan and Don for sending us those winners. As we said on the Facebook page, shoot us a quick message with your addresses and we'll mail you one of the two packages, which again come from The Geekery. Uh, We linked their Etsy shop on the website in case you guys want to check it out. They've got some pretty cool stuff up there. Don't buy the magnets from uh, Harry Potter if you go on their website because I'm going to buy those. (laughs) Uh, We're going to put them on our fridge. Hey, uh, I think uh, the new semi-book script thing came out like last night, the uh, the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. It did. I think we're going to go to bookstore to pick that up this afternoon. Yeah. um, Let me know how it is, because I I mean, I was obviously huge into the Harry Potter books. I think we went to the seventh book release together at midnight. Yep, we did. And yeah, if it's if it's worth it, I'm probably going to pick it up. Also, I was just kidding about not not buying those magnets from the Geekery. I'm sure they make multiple. It'll be fine. We can all have Harry Potter magnets everyone plenty to go around let's wrap this shit up all right so you can find us on instagram at stuck in the 90s podcast we're on twitter at sit 90s sit 90s we're getting more active on both of them i put up a pepsi related pun this week it did very well uh you can email us if you want to be a ten dollar sponsor of the podcast we'll plug your stuff you'll love it everyone loves it 10 bucks plug do it 15 30 seconds feel good about it yeah, and with all the added value, we're, we're still talking about the geekery. So much added value, you guys. You can hit us up for that or whatever you want. If you want to just talk 90s at stuckinthe90spodcast at gmail.com. Also, you can check out our website, stuckinthe90spodcast.com. We're bouncing around the idea of making podcast shirts. 
Oh you, yeah, we could do guys, that. You guys interested feel in that? that? Yeah. yeah, maybe we'll oh let's put up like a Facebook poll or something. Yeah, maybe we should do that. That could be a way to engage the audience. Yeah, yeah, like the logo is super cool. I want that on a shirt. Not even to promote the podcast, just because I genuinely like the logo you made. Yeah, if you want to look like you're stuck in the nineties and you don't even have to necessarily promote the podcast. It just is a, it might be a half decent 90s looking shirt. Maybe I'll throw up a couple mock-ups together and let me know what you guys think. Oh, that would be cool. What else? I think that is just about it. Oh, uh, next year. Yeah, let's pick what we're doing next year. Uh, I've got the wheel here. You over there in uh, Cottage Country, do the math and figure out what we're doing next week. So we're doing August 5th to 11th. In the year 1910. AKA 1990 because you know that's how the podcast works. I think that just about just about does it. So yep. uh the, the podcast, podcast is now, is now over. over. It sure is.